Hey, Joe on Joe listeners, it's me, Joe Slepsky, and I'm back and you're back. This is the uh, the quarantine re-releases of our original tracks going back four years, and I hope you're enjoying these as much as I'm enjoying reliving them, warts and all. I, I, uh, I, I think you can easily hear where I'm finding myself and finding what the show turned out to be, so I'm really happy to share these with you guys. Again, we pulled these back from behind the Patreon wall, and I wanted to make them available to everybody during this time to share and give and listen and have fun, especially because G.I. Joe's back on YouTube now. So, yeah, so I appreciate that. And you guys uh, can always follow me at Joe on Joe Pod on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Let me know what you think of some of these early episodes, how terrible they are, or how funny they are, or how awful they are. And we're starting recording back up again, so reach out to me. Let me know, joeandjoepod at gmail.com. Let me know if you want to join me for an episode. I believe we're going to jump into G.I. Joe Extreme very, very soon. So without any further ado, here is the OG track from Joe on Joe four years ago. Enjoy. You are listening to the Joe on Joe podcast. The only podcast where Joe talks about Joe. And now, your host, Joe Slepsky. Hi, and thanks for downloading the Joe on Joe podcast. I am your host, Joe Slepsky, and we've got a great week this week. We are going to cover episode 10 of G.I. Joe, which is the final part of the Revenge of Cobra miniseries entitled Amusement Park of Terror. Now, before we get into it, Remember to follow us on Twitter at Joe on Joe Pod and Facebook at the same. And we're on Instagram, even though I got to be honest, I haven't put anything up on Instagram yet, but I got plans. Don't worry about it. I'm one man show run here. And the biggest thing, if you've got any thoughts or concerns or you want to share, uh, maybe be a guest on the show, why don't you send me an email at Joe on Joe Pod at gmail.com. I'm always listening to suggestions. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out to me and we can get to certainly set something up. Now, get ready. Our final card spotlight today is going to be on the Baroness, so that'll be during one of the commercial breaks, and we are going to dig into Amusement Park of Terror, which is the exciting conclusion to an up-and-down series of episodes, so I'm betting that this ends up on the upside, so let's dig into it right now. So, like we said, the episodes have been up, down, Really good, like really good, and then not so good. A little like a little like like place holding. I attribute that to the creators not wanting to exactly mimic the beats of the previous uh, miniseries, the original miniseries, and yet not being able to stray far enough from it. So um, I do think though that this episode is definitely it gets an A. It's ranks really high. It's got a lot of different plot lines converging, and they converge pretty well. Everything gets wrapped up. Even uh, we even actually wrap up Duke and Snake Eyes, whose storyline <laughs> exists only to have them capture Cobra Commander at the very end of the show. So <laughs> we'll see when we get to the end. And now let's hear the recap. Using a laser core stolen from G.I. Joe, Destro activates the Weather Dominator, an incredible weapon which controls the forces of nature itself. The Joe team repels a lightning attack on Washington, D.C., and the Weather Dominator explodes into three parts, setting off a chain reaction of natural disasters around the world. G.I. Joe and Cobra each recover one of the parts. But Zartan, 
in a bold and surprising maneuver, captures the third part and offers it to the highest bidder. Roadblock Duke, Snake Eyes, and Hondo Lu encounter the voracious Bolt Monsters. And Flint and the other Joes are buried beneath an avalanche of ice as we begin our final episode of G.I. Joe, The Revenge of Cobra. So that, I mean, that says it all. That is a great recap of everything that's been going on. Before we go any further, I want to take I want to take a moment to apologize to um, Zartan, of all people. Because uh, last episode, I was kind of, I was commenting that his, uh, his big plan to steal one piece while the Joes had the other two pieces, I, it, I was commenting that it didn't really make a ton of sense. As you watch as the show plays out, and it seems to work out pretty well for him. So you know what? Who am I to, who am I to question, him? question him? So the Joes just saved themselves, Lady J specifically. She saved the Joes from a, a, an icy danger, and now here we go to the uh, to Zartan's lair down in the bayou, the swamps of Florida, which is very A-team of him. Um, and let's once again point out that, um, you know, Florida, a lot of criminals hide in Florida. Just, just draw from that what you will. It's apparently is a documentary. So they're hanging out at the Bayou World Park. As you already know, and it looks like it's set up like a bit like Murder World, if you're familiar with Murder World from uh, the X-Men and Marvel books. So here's Zartan laying out his plan. He reminds G.I. Joe that they have one fragment. Zartan's in Bayou country. Florida. Come in, Flint. Once again. We've traced Zartan and he to tells swamps. Cobra that they I do like that Flint and the guys are just flying around in Sky Strikers waiting to be given a direction. Like, we're going to go anywhere. It, as a kid, it made me think that that's how planes worked. Like, that's how flying worked. You just flew around, then someone said, hey, okay, you got to go here. That, frankly, that and the movie Iron Eagle made me think that that was how you flew places in jet planes. You just got in one and went wherever you wanted in the whole world. Uh, I blame Chappie Sinclair. I have him. <laughs> Cobra also triangulates where Zartan is calling from, which makes Change me think Zartan, you know, kind of did that on purpose. That's a very cool shot right there. Uh, the shot of Destro and the Cobra Rattlers uh, moving. It's a it's a, it's like a tracking shot as well as the planes are moving at different um, different speeds. Like they're all moving. They're not. You know, it's not like a one. Let's put it this way. Animation-wise, you could have done it easily and just had one static shot and moved the air, moved the scenery behind it, the clouds behind it, and then just moved the camera, you know, from right to left. But they did not. The planes themselves were moving as well, so they took that extra time, and uh, it looked really good. We so we revisit the guys and Hondalu, Roadblock, Snake Eyes, Duke, and, and Hondalu, of course. Let's not forget Hondalu, who have been fighting these Tron Cobras uh I don't want to be gobbled by some short for circuit. a long time and what's also funny about that is that like they were put in there for um <laughs> for sport you know like for like Cobra to to watch like a fight club and no one is watching them like they're just they're bored Cobra's like you know we got so much going on we don't have time to watch uh GI Joe's get murdered by Tron Cobras just no one paying attention to it Really kind of funny. Don't they feed these turkeys? 
Now, Hondalu is swinging around on a antenna, which Duke has the idea to, to short-circuit these uh, red and blue laser monsters by getting the antennas to touch. Uh, good idea. Hondalu does it without uh, killing herself, which is awesome and amazing. And, uh, you know, they escape, or at least they run to the end of the uh to the end of the uh, pit that they're apparently trapped in, so I don't know how they're going to get out. Very well. Take your positions. Now, this is weird. So Zartan seems surprised that G.I. Joe and Cobra are both attacking him, but it it seemed like that call he made was pretty like, hey, come get me, guys. Anyway, Ripcord. you got the great flint. Going on your end? And here we go with Ripcord, called out by name. Ripcord and Breaker, whose Breaker is always awesome. The bubblegum chewing Breaker. They both, you know, Halo jump out of the uh, out of the airplane into the Everglades. Um, Ripcord was one of the cooler toys. He had um, he had the multi like the multi part um, Halo set. The um, there wasn't a, he didn't actually he didn't have a parachute, but like the, the the plastic rigging that looked like a parachute, and he had the mask, the face mask. And then what was really great was Larry Hama used Ripcord to really good effect in the comic books. There was a really long-running subplot where Rip, um, actually I mentioned her in the other show with Honda Luke, Candy Southern. Ripcord met a girl whose, uh, uh, whose father, her name was Candy Southern, and her father actually was a Crimson Guardsman, was a Cobra. Um, but he didn't know that. They just He just liked this girl, Candy. She would dress up as a Bongo the Balloon Bear. And uh, like do kids parties with her dad being a uh, like a high level Crimson Guardsman, she got you know caught up in the Joe Cobra mix, and Ripcord had to go rescue her. And hold on a second, real quick on the show. So Snake Eyes, I'm sorry, Storm Shadow is breaking into the Joe's headquarters, and right now he is doing a Mission Impossible stunt. He absolutely the Joe's have it protected by this laser grid, and he is dropping down like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. To pick up the that piece of the Dominator that he lost to uh, Spirit in the third episode, that's so Mission Impossible. So I'm going to say Mission Impossible ripped it off from GI Joe. Good for them. So back to uh, Ripcord and, and uh, Candy Southern. She got like kidnapped by her dad. I forget exactly the it was kidnapped her. She just went with him, and Rip had to like he was so in love with her he had to find her. So they one of the one of the Joes might have been Ace basically let rip eject out of the um out of a sky pretty sure it was ace they were doing recon yeah yeah okay let's all come down and here we go to commercial today's file card spotlight is on the baroness now the baroness is a epic character she's one of the mainstays of the cobra hierarchy so we're certainly not going to be able to cover everything in her long rich history but we'll start from her file card she is the cobra intelligence officer her primary military specialty is intelligence. Her secondary military specialty is fixed-wing pilot, and her birthplace is classified. Now, first, before we go further, what's great about this is she's she's the intelligent officer. That is exactly how she is used on the Joe cartoon. She's always going undercover. She's always spying on the Joes. She's um, she is actually living out the specialty that, that they gave her in the they gave her on the action figure, which is really cool. Uh, her description, the spoiled offspring of wealthy European aristocrats. The Baroness graduated from student radicalism into international terrorism and finally into the ranks of Cobra. She was severely burned during her Cobra night attack operation and ha has had extensive plastic surgery. Rumor has it that she is the only one who knows Destro's secret identity. Qualified expert in the M16, AK-47, the RPG-7, the Uzi, 
and she's a his tank operator. She was hurt really badly in a in an accident in the early issues of G.I. Joe. And she spent some time with a uh, plastic surgeon in like Switzerland or something like that. Which then the Hitler Hami used as a subplot to send snake eyes to to try to get his face fixed. And then that plastic surgeon called the Baroness and ratted out the Joes and was like, hey man, there's a dude here and, and you know, it's a bunch of Joes. And I want to say that might have led up into the Silent Castle stuff, but it was exciting. And it explained a way how she went from in the early issues of Joe, uh, where Herb Trimpey, who the late great Herb Trimpey, kind of drew her as kind of a kind of a sea haggy, like really kind of a, a shrew, kind of a shrew looking lady, into she was supposed to be a little little sexier, a little little more you know a little more attractive. So I think that's kind of how they explain it away. Now her quote on the card is. Her principal weakness is in the division of her loyalty between Cobra Commander and Destro. Her chief strength would seem to lie in her ability to play them against each other. And she certainly does. She plays those two like fiddles. Although I think in more recent times, for a while now, she's been really on Destro's side exclusively. In one iteration of the comic books, they gave uh, they gave her and Destro a son. So they've kind of basically started this family. She loves Destro. Destro loves her. Uh, but they're both bad people, and you know, you're born bad. You gotta live up to it, or down to it for that matter. So there you go, that's Baroness, our file card spotlight of the week. Now, back to G.I. Joe. So back to the show. Storm Shadow just stole that piece, and now here we are in the bayou, where Ripcord and Breaker have just parachuted into... Uh, the co- the amusement park while Destro's planes fly overhead and they're about to attack. So the Joes are choosing to go a little stealthy and the Cobras are choosing to attack. So back to Ripcord real quick. Uh, he flew over the island and ejected parachute. And I remember Cobra's like, oh, there was a wobble in the flight path, almost as if they ejected somebody. And he lands and he goes all commando style to get his girl back. And he ends up getting, um, he ends up facing Zartan in the mud or in the rain. And you think that Zartan won the fight, but it was really Ripcord really won the fight, but he stole Zartan's outfit and masqueraded as Zartan. Got into the bat. This is the whole battle of Cobra Island. It's just such a great multi-part thing. There's all kinds of stuff going on, but he basically gets shot and knocked out and the dreadnoughts take him home with thinking that he's really Zartan, but it's really Ripcord. And it was just, it was awesome. Like it was, it was a really cool, like one of the more memorable like character plots that didn't involve, you know, uh, Snake Eyes, really, frankly, in the comics. Um, just a cool, very comic booky character adventure for um, for one of the probably underused Joes. So here we go. Uh, the amusement park is attacking Cobra. The Dreadnoughts are ridiculous idiots, and they're laughing. And so, of course, they they draw the ire of Cobra guards. It's like if. If all these bad guys, like the leaders, like Zartan and Cobra, they could ever get like competent lackeys, they, they could be something. They could achieve something in life. So even the tilt, like the tilt a whirl, has got lasers on it. It is totally murder world. Uh, you know, like the Joker's killing joke. Uh, no, it's not that twisted. It's not as twisted as the killing joke carnival, but it's totally murder world. So while Cobra is keeping. Zartan occupied Breaker and Ready, Breaker. Ripcord sneak in and they blow up a power plant. 
which cuts all the power to all the machines that were terrorizing Cobra. And Zartan doesn't know what to do. Zartan, we're taking a beating. It's time to get us out of here. So here come the Joes. This was smart thinking. They sent two dudes in, knocked out all the defenses, and then here comes the rest of them. You got uh, Flint and Lady J and Shipwreck. And they're, you know, they're going to go get the pieces. And it's, uh, so here we go. The guy's got the giant hockey puck. And even Zartan's, uh, even his, like, Bayou Murder World is crazy science sci-fi crazy lab. I want to know where they get get all the the pieces. Who's the general contractors that are building all these labs? Like, it's a shack in the middle of the bayou. So they jump on a a roller coaster with the uh, hockey puck piece. And the roller coaster is going to take them away. It's going to, let's see what happens here. Quickly, quickly, over there. They're going for a ride in it. I'm assuming it's going to transform and turn into some, no, it just took them to the other side. It was just a transport vehicle. That's exciting. They throw it on a a water moccasin. And then the guys jump all, I'll jump on their uh, swamp cruisers, which was the toy that Zartan came with. Zartan, you thieving turncoat. Wait! Would you mistreat a prisoner who surrendered willingly and offered a prize? The final piece of your weather dominator, Destro! Remove him. So Destro's captured, or Destro has captured Zartan. And the Joes, because once again, uh, no one was actually paying attention to their their running man style uh, fight. They were just roaming the halls of Cobra Temple trying to figure out. And Hondalu gets a great idea. Let's go through the sewers. Duke's very familiar with Hondalu. Snake Eyes closes the hatch. I. It always homing device chuckles. I always laugh when because when, people escape in sewers all the time, movies and cartoons and all that stuff. And inevitably when they do, they always close the hatch over them. And, and it's like, it's, it, it always gives you that feeling of like, oh, as soon as the bad guys can't see you, they're going to stop pursuing you because they don't know that you just went down that hatch. So I don't know. I always get a kick out of that. So that, that just happened there again. So now the Joes know where they're at, and they know where they're at because, once again, Duke's personal tracking device comes into play, which is what they used to track him in the first miniseries. Uh, well, actually, they used it to track the girl because he gave his ring to the girl. Uh so, you know, again, similar beats. I don't know if it comes up anymore that he has the personal tracker. And again, I'll ask the same question I did that time, I think. Why doesn't everyone have one? How expensive can these rings be to make? Like, let's let's start tracking our Joes. So here we go. Cobra Commander has forgiven Zartan for betraying him because uh, he's got all the pieces to the, to the toy, and so now they can take over the world. Destro is pissed that Zartan's getting off easy, but it's Cobra Commander's way to always do the thing that gets Destro pissed off. And if he had something to the, from the comic books into it, you know that Cobra Commander and Zartan worked together prior to ever forming Cobra. Zartan was the guy who helped Cobra Commander, you know, track down the people who killed Cobra Commander's brother. So, you know, there's a little some there's some added info there. Although I'm pretty sure that wasn't told when this was this, that wasn't a part of any continuity when this cartoon was made. So. They certainly wouldn't have been reading that into it, but it's a fun added layer. So now, 
the Joes are going to escape the Cobra Temple, uh, Duke and Roadblock and Snake Eyes, and Roadblock grabs some of those vines that we haven't seen since episode two. And the Joes are attacking the uh, temple in full force. They've got all the Sky Strikers coming and the vamps and the Wolverines and the tanks and Mobats and everything. They're all coming Hurry through. Up, Destro. Destro is sitting in the Weather Dominator and about to just fire nature at the guys. It just hit him with a blast of everything. Here we go to commercial. After these messages. Now back to GI Joe. Now we're in the home stretch. Sky Strikers look so good. They're just such a good-looking plane. And we've got the APCs and the Wolverines and the Maulers and the Vamp Mark IIs and the Mobats. What uh, the heck is that's that? our guy Gung Ho. He's driving a Vamp. And this big cyclone of energy blasts through the sky. And actually, the way they're using it, he's just hitting them with the energy, which is not really a weather domination. Um, although it looks like it's turned into a big wet, uh, hurricane. So the wind is, is, is blowing everybody around. Pull them down at once. With pleasure, now, Destro's about to make it make it rain. And actually, it looks like sleet. A little snow, a little sleet going on. Yep, a little snow because the cars are all iced up. Shipwreck is again in the back seat of the same Sky Striker with Lady J and Flint. It's just awkward seating. Um, you know, but you gotta make do. You gotta make do. Destro's about to make his uh, another attack. Some elect maybe some electricity now. Uh here we go. He's some lightning. And Flint is the man behind that joystick. It's uh he's really flying the hell out of that ship. We're still airborne and ready to fight. So missiles get launched and they start striking the Cobra Temple. They shall pay for that. And Destro doesn't like it. So he's trying to hit them like a like ducks in a shooting gallery. Shocking experience, mates. I think my bridge work melted. Oh, there's um oh there's uh the Steeler driver. What was his name? Or was it still no, that was Steeler. The Mo the Mo Mobat driver. And here we go. The only reason that Duke and Snake Eyes have been kept in in the Cobra Temple this whole time, they are making their move. Roadblock throws those seeds that Destro used way back in episode one, and he throws those seeds at the base of Destro's uh, Destro's Weather Dominator, and they hit it with a conveniently placed fire hose. And the vines go crazy. They first they grab Cobra Commander, and then they snake their way up this pedestal that Destro's sitting on. Zartan uses his camouflage to turn color the same color as the wall, so the vines don't get him, implying the vines have sight. Uh, but the vines grab Destro, they knock him off his seat, and uh, conveniently they also turn off the Weather Dominator, which is nice of them. Now the Joes attack without that crazy weather holding them back. Oh, there's an asp, Cobra Asp. Major Blood makes his retreat. Here comes Baroness, who is our file card feature today, of course. And Scarlet gets her licks on her. Boom. Now they're saying lower the temple because the temple, as you remember, it kind of it can lower into the ground, which I get to hide it from everybody, but they would still know it's there. Like, how would you? 
I guess it would give them time to escape. They must have escape tunnels and everything underneath there. The Sky Striker just flew inside the temple. Just Flint is just the man, and he launches rockets just like the Death Star, and he blows up the... Uh, oh, that was great. That was a Death Star move, although I don't know how he's getting out. But he blew up the uh, the winch, the big screw that was uh, elevating and, and uh, bringing the temple into the ground. And then here we go. All the Joes are finally reunited. Flint! Man, you're almost a sight for sore eyes. Looks like you blew it again, fang face. Nah. Gung-ho, telling Cobra Commander what's up. A battle lost, now, but not the war. Destro's about to escape. I shall make G.I. Joe. And he's got one of the Cobra gliders. Me a thousand but the years. gliders don't have rocket propulsion, so I don't know how he's getting anywhere. But anyway, Zartan emerges from camouflage, and he jumps on the glider with Destro. Zartan! And they tumble off into the distance. Uh, together uh, as a pair of uh, you know knuckleheads. It's a rock and roll and Doc or, or holding Cobra Commander. He's threatening them. We beat you, Cobra, right down to the there sand. There you go, Roadblock. You said it best. Now they still got to fix the weather. So if we remember anything from last time, Breaker, he was bad with his geography. Remember, he put the Eiffel Tower uh, in London, and so now he's zapping all the places around the world that have crazy weather. So it's snowing in, in where the Sphinx is at in Egypt, and so he makes it sunny. Give it a good yo-jo for that. And it's really pouring down on the um, where the pit is, and now the pit gets a snowstorm in the desert. Oh, well, nobody's perfect. No, that's but the we same excuse okay. that Breaker used in the first miniseries. And there we go, kids. That's it for G.I. Joe, The Revenge of Cobra. How exciting. So looking at this, looking at the series as a whole with all the episodes, everything, it's got a bright future because they've now they've established a rhythm to the show. If you're a fan, you you know what to expect. Hijinks, shenanigans, teamwork, lots of colorful characters, lots of great voice work, really good looking animation, you know, interesting in like high stakes, like like save the world kind of stakes. So I think. If you're a kid, you're like, when's the regular show? So that's it for Joe on Joe. Thanks so much for listening. And remember to follow us on Facebook. Tell your friends. And remember, now you're Joe. And Joeing is half the battle. <laughs>